introduction for a while. So allow me to now please introduce Caitlin Studi. Caitlin, thank you. And I am Caitlin Studi. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. My guest on the show today is an award-winning entrepreneur from Orlando, Florida. She heard the show, loved what she heard, and wanted to help others by adding value through her experiences. She is the founder of South Street and Company and opened her doors back in 2015. Like many of you listening on, she started the company as a side hustle after helping her prior company, a local dermatology practice, double in size in two and a half years she was there. Some of her achievements include being a Neon Swan Award winner, having over 200 plus keywords rankings in the number one position, and features in the Orlando Business Journal's book of lists four years in a row. I can certainly go on with this introduction for a while. So allow me to now please introduce Caitlin Studi. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Me as well. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey? Okay. So um, I graduated with a degree in marketing and looked for a job everywhere except for Orlando where I am now. And in in the real world after college, um, a lot of sales and marketing jobs are kind of thought as like going hand in hand, but sales is very different than marketing. So I applied to all of these air quotes marketing jobs and they're really sitting behind a desk and cold calling. And while there's nothing wrong with that, I just didn't want to do that. So um, believe it or not, I found my first job off of Craigslist and still live to tell the tale. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was with the local dermatologist and uh, they had never had anyone helping them with their marketing before. They hired me to come in in the first six months. I helped them rebrand the whole company with a new logo, slogan, colors, and a website, and then also helped them implement for the first time social media marketing, email marketing, blogging, and search engine optimization. So that kind of, um, that was really, really amazing. The other half of my job besides the digital marketing was going out and meeting people, doctors who did refer or who could refer. So kind of like a business development person. Um, when I started, they had 10 offices. And then when I left over the two and a half years that I was there, they doubled in size. They had 20, uh, 17 in central Florida, and then three out of state. So wow. yeah, that's <laughs> kind of an, an overview of, of my background before starting the company. Yeah, well, I'm excited to dive more into it. And how far is your dermatology office from where you're staying? Or do you still see this old company, see their success? Yeah, they're all over the place right now. I think I think they have 32. Last time I looked, which was a, maybe like six or eight months ago, uh, they had 32 offices. So they're increasing and adding more services and they're doing really well, which is great. Well, it's a great testament to everybody listening that if you find yourself excelling and you build up that confidence, don't be afraid to take the leap because good things can happen. I think it's a great time to get into the big five here, Caitlin. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? Ready. 
when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed some kind of change to truly start your entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Yeah. So like I said, with the dermatology practice, I was there for two and a half years and that was an incredible experience. I felt like I reached a plateau after a year, I would say a year to a year and a half where I just didn't know how much further I could help them continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the owner of the business wanted everyone, um, there are two people in my department. So they wanted us to go out and just meet doctors, meet doctors, meet doctors. And I really loved the digital aspect and I wasn't able to do that as much. So I started helping a lady who was a family friend with her business and she had hired someone and just wasn't getting the lead she was looking for. That was in February, 2014, helped her reorganize her website, did helped her with her social media and her search engine optimization. And then she started getting leads in and then she referred me to someone else. And then I got into a daytime networking group. If anyone's heard of like a leads group or BNI, I got into that. And that was kind of the catalyst that enabled me to build trust with a group of people who needed marketing help. But, um, I mean, I'm giving you the highlights here, but like a lot of, a lot of times you don't get like the, the, the tales from the trenches per se, but this right. took me, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, worked until six 30 would go get ready for my full-time job work, uh, eight to five, um, and then come home and work until 11 o'clock at night. So it was like very little social life, very much like putting into this, hoping to, and, and the goal to meet everyone's expectations so that they would leave me a good review online or refer me to a friend. So it took me about a year, a little over a year to leave the, my full-time job. And actually something I remember, I was so nervous to put in my notice because I was like, all right, he's either going to fire me. And I won't get the last two weeks of the paycheck that I'm hopefully counting on, or he'll let me work out the two weeks. But actually a third option happened that I hadn't even considered. And when I told him, he, we kind of talked about it for a little bit and he said, well, why don't we become your first big client? Go talk to the, yeah, go talk to the admin. And I did. And he retained me through my new company for a year, which was incredible. I have to say, that's the first I've heard that of someone coming on the show. That's great fortune. So were they also able to help you get additional leads after them? Um, well, you know what it was? It was kind of like clout building because they had so many offices. People were like, oh, wow, if if she's helping them, then she can probably help me too. So it was kind of using, not using them in a bad way, but right, um, right, right. showcasing how I could help them and then that I'd be able to help other businesses too. Well, that's incredible. Your work speaking for itself definitely can give you that confidence to keep going. So great job. But since you made that jump to entrepreneurship, what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you? Yeah. Um, In the beginning, I learned very quickly to surround myself with a lot of really amazing people because it's hard when you hear, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Or, oh, are you you sure this is the best idea? Because I heard that from people that I wasn't as close with. And you can only hear the doubt so long before it's like, okay, you start doubting yourself. So I surrounded myself with really amazing people. I think that's something that, um, that early on was, was really great to do. And then I think another difficult part was a couple of things. Number one, it's so hard to price yourself in the beginning because you don't know, no one really puts their prices online, except 
for certain industries. So that was super hard. And then um, knowing how to strategically scale. So when, when I first hired someone knowing when the time was, and also, I mean, right now it's still a balancing act. Do we have, we can't have too much work and then not enough employees, but we can't have too many employees and not enough work. So it's always maintaining that balance to make sure that if you do hire someone that you can sustain having them there. I love that. Yeah. I know the feeling having to not go too far. You want to be strategic with it, but when you made that jump right away, what were some emotions that were going through your, your mind here, leaving the secure paycheck? What was going through your mind? Well, growing up, my parents had always been advocates of being an entrepreneur. So I was, I was exposed to that throughout my life. And we always, we had an allowance and we had to work for it. And if we didn't do our chores, we wouldn't get that. So, you know, um, I think that that helped, but I'll tell you one of, one of the significant moments, because there were definitely doubts and I was, you know, driving in the car one day and I'm like, holy cow, you know, I'm going to put in my notice here soon. Is this really is this really what I want to do? And I just sat there and no matter what you believe in for me, I just sat there and was like, okay, give me a sign that this is the way that I should be moving forward. Like, just tell me that I'm moving in the right direction because this is nerve wracking. I don't, I I need to make sure it's a huge change. And I remember I was driving when I, when I just thought that. And when I asked for the sign and I came up, the car in front of me stopped suddenly and I stopped suddenly as well. My purse fell over and three things fell out. It was my current work cell phone, my current work keys and a note from work and nothing else fell out. And I was like, all right, here's my sign. I'm taking it and running with it. (laughs) That's, that's a great story. And also great advice there. I also liked how you touched on surrounding yourself with the right people. As we get older, eventually you drift apart from people. And I really tried to gravitate towards people who are career oriented and they're motivated and they have somewhat priorities in line and certain you have to leave certain people separately because in entrepreneurship, your mindset is everything. And if they're not really encouraging you, it's not the smartest to keep surrounding yourself with them. Mm-hmm. But what would you say one of your greatest failures or lessons learned is and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way up until today? Yeah. Um, one of my, I, I so I like instead of calling them failures, I call them areas of opportunity because like it's more positive And I, I like how that sounds. So one of my biggest areas of opportunity that I've learned from is to follow my gut. There was a client early on that we were working with and for whatever reason, they just were not nice. And I didn't know that. It, I mean, here I am running my own company setting, like making my own rules. And I didn't know that it was a possibility to fire a client. And I remember I had um, someone on the project helping me with it. And we were working together on this project. And after the call, we touched base after um, just to recap everything. And they said, holy cow, I can't believe that you've been dealing with a client like this. And I was like, I know. And he's like, why are you doing that? And I kind of just sat back and I was like, holy cow, I don't, I don't know why I've been dealing with these people. They were so mean. They didn't appreciate what I was doing. And I was going above and beyond and trying to give them the best product that I could possibly. So I think the, the lesson that I've learned that I would really tell other people is to listen to your gut 
And, um, another thing was surrounding yourself with good people is I surround myself with coaches and mentors, and I would highly recommend, I have a business coach, a sales coach. Um, I have a life coach and I also have mentors that are in my same industry in the Orlando area. So technically they could be competitors, but there's so many fish in the sea that we don't even look at each other like that. But it's knowing it's kind of that um, that saying that everyone says you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know that I had to learn through that experience that not every client is a good fit for me. Yeah, you're right. Especially in the beginning for myself, I didn't really niche myself down into mental health and entrepreneurship. It was just my engagements are for everybody. I don't want to miss a customer. I don't want to lose out on any dollars. But then you realize you're throwing a fishing line into an entire ocean rather than niching it down, being smarter with your marketing, who you're targeting. So that's a great lesson too. And I also do have three different mentors who are in active conversation with. I think it's extremely important because you can't do everything yourself. And what Mm -hmm. seems perfect to you may not seem great to the rest of the world. So you always want some other qualified perspectives, but you seem like a career learner as well. So if you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, I have been watching those. I'm not sure if you've heard of the company Masterclass where they... Yeah. Okay. I've been watching those with a friend. We grab dinner and then watch a couple of uh, lessons after dinner. And it's just really uh, the word that I'll use is invigorating because you like Bob Iger's on there. He's the the CEO of Disney and Sarah um, Blakely from Spanx is on there. But and and those I feel like if I had to interview um, one person, it would either be Sarah Blakely because I really admire. I mean, she built a billion dollar company, and I really admire everything that she did through the company. And I think too, Steve Jobs is another one on my list. I know he's a little bit more um, <laughs> for or was a little bit more forward, but both of those people I think are completely incredible. And um, either one of those would be amazing people just to have a conversation with. I like your initiative there where you self-improvement, self-teaching, they're so important. One thing I wish I did way back even earlier is reading more books and watching more videos on how to improve myself. I really enjoy reading autobiographies, but over the last year or two, I've really focused my reading on specific self-help books. I just read the one page marketing plan by Alan Dibb. enjoyed it so much. I reached out to him to be on the podcast and we recorded. I'm reading a podcast guest profits book right now by Tom Schwab. Always learning, but I want to take it a step further with you. If you could pick a location for any of these meetings, where would it be? Oh, a location. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm definitely a warm beach person. So my, my ideal location would be Bora Bora. I'm just going to throw that out there because I would love to talk to them and I would love to go to Bora Bora. So let's just all wrap it into one. (laughs) Amazing. So now let's look into the future with your, your success is really building each year. Where do you see yourself in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors? One year and five years out. Let's start with one year. Okay. So through this, through the pandemic, um, the silver lining for me was I had extra brain space and I'll, that's what I call extra time to just like brainstorm, um, get creative. 
And with that, I was able to launch a, another business. So, um, that business is advertising for small businesses on a targeted platform. So we built up some Instagram accounts and we're offering advertising. Um, so my one year plan for both companies, my marketing agency and that company for, for South street, what I would like to do is start building out the different departments of the company. So having like a social media team, we already have a really amazing content team and everyone on the team is incredible right now. So just, um, building out those different departments for all of the specialties that we do. And then for the other business, it's just getting the word out there. So it's kind of like going back to ground zero, building it up, getting it out there. And then a five-year goal for both of them would be to keep hiring. Well, for, for the new business, it's called becoming a local for the, for becoming a local, it would be, um, hiring people. That's my, that's my goal, but you have to have an income to hire people. So we're, you know, um, bootstrapping it right now and, for South Street, the five-year goal would be to continue to grow, um, continue knowing when we're getting more and more niche on um, niching down on who is a really great fit for us. Because at the end of the day, we want to do the best job possible. And if we take someone on that we're like, mm, not too sure about, um, then that's a detriment to both of us. So I think continuing to build out the company and, um, growing the different departments and doing really amazing work within the areas of our expertise. I could agree with you on many areas there. You don't want to bring on the wrong help because your time is an investment to somebody. And as much as I need help and I need some extra hours in the day right now, I don't want to just rush and bring someone on, especially in my business is service-based. I really need to be interacting with people right now. We are transitioning as best as I can to virtual engagements with my book, but I really can't bring on paid help until I have a more certain idea of if there's another lockdown coming, what's going to be happening. So I am still looking for an intern in the meantime, but Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved in the beginning how you emphasized something I really did as well when I was working corporate, wake up early, you work before work, after work again, your social life is minimal. I love the story you shared where three things fell out of your purse and you looked at that as a sign Then they're <laughs> all from work. I also do believe with going in your gut because every time you don't, I seem to had wish I did, but it is time for the last word. And I also do this on my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey, because I want my listeners to really get to know all of the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everyone that we did not get to touch on yet today? I think we touched on it a little bit, but it's it's getting mentors and coaches. I would not be here today. And you just mentioned mental health. That's one of the big things that I feel like people don't talk about a lot in business but getting um, help for you because you have to realize that you can't do everything. And I didn't realize that in the beginning. So um, making sure that you surround yourself with really amazing people, making sure that you hire experts to, to help you. And that's an investment. So just as much as you're um, they're interviewing you to see if you're a good fit, you should be interviewing them too. Another great piece of advice. Would you now please take the time to share your professional social media website or ways for our listeners to either request your services or follow your endeavors? 
Yeah. So, um, you all can find me at southstreetmarketing.com. The new business that I created, if any of you all want to check it out, it's becoming a local.com. It's centralized around the central Florida area, Tampa and Sarasota. So, um, targeting companies and helping them within that area. Um, you can reach out via email at hello at southstreetmarketing.com. Follow me on LinkedIn. It's Caitlin Studi. I'm in a, a bright pink shirt. So connect with me. I'd love to connect with you. And then you can follow us on Instagram. We're really active on our Instagram as well. It's South, it's South Street underscore CO. Everybody be sure to check out all of that great content. And it is social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. On LinkedIn, we're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. At your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And at podcasts by Lancey on Twitter. So you have updates from this show. And a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all are on my website now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you too, and this one is from Tracy Sun. She said, I think most first-time entrepreneurs don't realize how hard it will be on you emotionally, so set up a support network as you go. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.